0: welcome to this midweek bonus episode number two. I don't know about you, but it feels like a million years since I did a midweek bonus episode just a week ago. (sighs) Quite a lot's been happening, hasn't it? It's been quite hectic, quite panicky, quite strange. Unprecedented, I think, is a word that's being rather overused in the media at the moment but this really is an unprecedented time and as I always knew you guys have really stepped forward and are being wonderful in lots of different ways the first way that you are being wonderful is by putting lovely comments on the stuff that I'm doing on Instagram if you haven't followed me on Instagram where I'm j.l.perone you will find a daily roughly five minute video about one of my plants me nabbing on about plants basically up there every day of the week and i'm also hosting houseplant hour on twitter at nine o'clock gmt which is 5 p.m edt Every Tuesday now, just follow the hashtag #HousePlantHour or follow my account at Jane Perone or at #HousePlantHour to get involved with that. If you fancy an hour of complete escape, isn't talking about plants. And several of you have also been joining the Patreon clan of people who are supporting the show financially. This week, that's Jenny and Levi, who have become crazy plant people, Kate and Clive, who've become legends, and Christina, who's upped her pledge to become a super fan. Thanks to all of you. And if you feel at this time that you can commit to a regular monthly donation to On The Ledge, then please do go and visit the show notes for details of how to do that, if you want to give a one-off donation via co-fi.com or via PayPal, those links are also available in the show notes. And I had a lovely email from Christina, the Superfan, who said, In these uncertain times, On The Ledge offers a much appreciated distraction. She is living in a part of New York, which is a coronavirus hotspot. So she's stuck inside for the foreseeable future. And she writes, now my house plants and garden are my playground to keep me occupied and calm as possible. This is just a big fan message to thank you for all you do to keep me and your vast audience informed about plants, smiling about life and connected to a bigger world. And she also says hi to Wolfie. Thank you, Christina. That was a lovely message to receive. And I do hope that you go on being able to get in your garden and tend your house plants at this difficult time. And the on the ledge sew along goes on with many of us stuck at home. Perhaps this gives us a bit more time to devote to sowing some seeds. I have sown some chili seeds and some tomato seeds and a few kale seeds and other things. But I haven't got round to doing my cacti and succulents yet. That is on my list for this weekend. So I should have a nice soundscape to bring you on that front next week. But I can see from social media that you guys are getting busy. John has been sowing some beans, posting a picture of those over on Instagram. Not strictly houseplants, John, but on this occasion, I'll let it go. Solange over on Twitter has been promoting the On The Ledge Sew Along, which is fantastic. Thank you very much. And it's lovely to see a picture of your misty propagator I do love a misted up propagator. That's a sign of great things to come. And also to Kathy, who's been posting about her Haymanthus albifloss seed. That's the, I think it's called the paintbrush plant. It's a succulent flowering plant that she's germinating on the windowsill. And they are chunky little fellows, aren't they? They look amazing. Over on the houseplant fans of on the ledge, Naomi has been, like me, sowing tomato and chili seeds. So there's a lot going on and do add your posts. Just use the hashtag OTL or in the Facebook group add the OTL Sew Along topic so I can track you down and find your posts. And if you've got any other burning questions about the Sew Along that you would like to ask, queries about what seed compost to use or how deep to sow your seed, then do drop me a line and I'll try to address those in upcoming episodes. And do remember to keep dropping me general houseplant questions for the Easter weekend Q&A, which I will be putting together in the coming days and weeks. And now we're going to hear from a listener and her name is Sadie.
1: Hello, my name is Sadie Spencer. I am a houseplant enthusiast and a listener from the San Luis Valley region of Colorado, USA. If you've never heard of the San Luis Valley, you should give us a quick Google. This area is the most beautiful, mysterious and wonderfully weird place I have ever been. Colorado does give gardening both indoors and out a unique challenge. I'm at 8,000 feet in elevation and we get about seven to nine inches of rain annually. So to garden here, you really have to learn to love yucca. I've had a house pretty much my whole life, but recently I've really amassed a leafy army. There really isn't a plant group that I haven't killed at least one of at some point. I don't do this professionally. I'm a pharmacist during the day, but a scientist at heart. So I love experimenting and learning all about all the different kinds of plants all the time.
0: Question one, there's
1: a fire and all your plants are about to burn. Which one do you grab as you escape? I may need some help from a brawny fireman for this one, but I would definitely save my seven-year-old Meyer lemon tree. It would not be the first time that I've snatched it back from the jaws of death. We've been through everything together, spider mites, All kinds of leaf drop, a few house moves. It's my favorite plant, and I feel like I've finally figured out how to take care of it in all the seasons. Plus, I have three baby lemons that are about the size of grapes right now, and I really want to see how that turns out. Question two. What is your favorite episode of On the Ledge? My favorite episode of On the Ledge has got to be 115, the Lithops episode. I love Lithops. I've been obsessed with leaf windows ever since I learned about them, and Lithops have them. It's such a cool thing that evolution can do. I also just really loved the charm and enthusiasm of the nursery owners. They just seemed like such great people. I also love the Hoya episodes and the sustainability series, but the Lithops episode is definitely my favorite.
0: Question three, which Latin name do you say to impress people?
1: I have a lot of fun saying spathophyllum. It's also one of the big names that I can remember all the time and feel confident with. So I usually have to slow down for the rest of them because I'm never quite sure if I'm saying Zamia Zambia folia or dracenia trifasciata correctly. I remember them and I know what they look like written, but I have a hard time saying some of them.
0: Question four, crassulation, acid metabolism, or gautation?
1: I live in a super arid environment, so I have to go with Cam. I wish I could teach all of my houseplants how to do that. Gatacian just sort of seems wasteful to me.
0: Question five Would you rather spend £200 on a
1: variegated monstera or £200 on 20 interesting cacti? This question is so easy for me to answer. Even though variegated monsteras are beautiful, I have a really good knack for killing expensive plants. So I put myself on a very strict limit on my plant purchases. I don't buy anything that's more than $20 anymore. Well, okay, so I cheat sometimes. So let's just say that um, $40 is my limit. And I love cacti. You have to in Colorado. Cactus flowers are some of my absolute favorite flowers. So I would go with a cactus. Sadie,
0: great to meet you. And if you'd like to put yourself forward for Meet the Listener, then drop a line to on the ledge podcast at gmail.com and my assistant Kelly will send you the details of how to take part. Matt Candeus is another plant podcaster. His plant podcast, In Defense of Plants, is absolutely brilliant and I do recommend you listen, Uh, particularly possibly this week, the latest episode, because I'm on it. Oh gosh, haven't I got a big head? Anyway, I've been interviewed by Matt for his podcast and you can hear me in episode 257 if you are not already sick of the sound of my own voice. And Matt is also making an appearance in this podcast because I called him up a few weeks ago for a chat about a new film that's come out that's a little bit planty. It's called Little Joe. And it stars Emily Beecham as Alice Woodard, a plant breeder and single mother who creates Little Joe, a plant that gives its caretakers joy. And as you may be able to predict, it doesn't go very well. If you're a Patreon subscriber of $5 a month or more, very shortly you'll be able to hear my full chat with Matt about this film, which, let's be honest, we weren't overly enamoured by... (laughs) But we did have a great chat about it. But I wanted to give everybody a bit of a taste of what we had to say. So here is a little extract from the start of our interview. Matt Candeus, In Defence of Plants host and Plant Man extraordinaire. We're here today to talk about this film Little Joe.
2: Yeah. Hi, Jane.
0: <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to start with this. I guess we should start by kind of summarising what this film is about I was kind of expecting it to be a bit more kind of like jump scare than it was.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It was was
0: quite a slow burn. But the premise is that this woman scientist is working for a kind of a, some kind of a corporation. I can't think what it's called, but they're working for a corporation, which is trying to develop new species using genetic modification. And they work on this particular plant which has got a red flower, which we'll get into a bit more about that in a bit, (laughs) because that's a whole other thing, uh, which is supposed to release chemicals that make you feel good, that bring you happiness. And this plant ends up being called Little Joe, which is named after her son. And it stars Emily Beecham as the the, the main character and also Ben Wishaw, who's the kind of the male scientist who kind of somewhat is pitted against her. Um, But I've got my notes that I wrote. Um, I think the main... I'm just going to look at my notes to remind myself what the first thing I said was, because I think it was something like where I was just horrified. I think it was uh, where I'm just trying to find the right. I should have found this beforehand, shouldn't I? That wasn't very professional. <laughs> but I think it was something like a sort of a horrified reflection on the fact that the other plant that was in this greenhouse that they're working on <laughs> looked like a dumb cane, a Diefenbachia with a tulip flower sticking out of it. And at that point, I have to say, I slightly was lost because I'm thinking you didn't do enough research to figure out that that looked really weird. Was that your reaction too?
2: It was one of those things where as soon as I saw it, I was just like, I see what you did there. But the flip side of it is I'm so used to watching movies like this where the it's just like they literally went to a box store and bought an Aeroid, like a Monstera or something, or they used a very obvious fake plant that was like plastic and silk. So I was like, all right, you get some credit for an amalgamation of two real things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. And I guess we are looking at this film from a very kind of rarefied position of people who probably compared to the vast number of moviegoers, I mean, not bigging ourselves up, just because of what we do, we're inevitably going to have a much deeper reflection on things like that than the average uh, Joe Punter is going to have. The other thing that I noted very, very early on was this concept of this plant being genetically engineered to make people happy. And I wrote down plants make you happy already.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And the, the weird detail they added was that the hormone it releases like cytokinin or something is supposed to be the the mother baby hormone. And my first thought was why would you want to love a plant that much?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That would be a scary amount of love. I mean, I don't know It that that's yeah, that's not a healthy and also like most plants aren't that high maintenance. Like if you were trying to treat them like a baby you'd be really disappointed because uh, yeah you you wouldn't be they don't need that much attention they don't need the minute by minute attention that a ba- baby yeah.
2: needs and honestly i already get bummed up uh bummed out enough when i accidentally kill a plant I imagine loving it like an actual child and then killing it like ooh. <laughs>
0: So I hope that's given you a taster of my chat with Matt Candias about the film Little Joe. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, stay tuned because an email should be popping in into your inbox shortly letting you know when i have got that up on the patreon feed i'm sorry that it's been a bit lean on there recently i've been busy as you can imagine but i am going to be remedying that soon i'm also going to be running you through my propagation station and everything that i've got going on there in another episode of an extra leaf coming soon well that's all for this midweek bonus i hope this has given you a little respite from the stresses and strains of living amid a pandemic and caught you up with what's going on on the show. And I'll be back on Friday when I'm bringing you a houseplant tour. Thanks to all of you who are suggesting upcoming episodes and ideas. I'm getting through everything as quickly as I can and you are what drives this show. So let me know your thoughts. What can I do? What What am I doing wrong? What am I, could I be doing better? I would love to hear your feedback about the show. Just drop me a line to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com. That really is the best way of getting in touch right now because Kelly, my assistant and I are constantly looking at that inbox. And if you're looking for other planty podcasts to listen to during this period, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for today's episode to a page that's been put together by a lovely podcaster called Susie Buttress who does a podcast about bird watching and she's put together a lovely list of planty podcasts so I will link to that so if you're looking for more stuff to listen to to provide balm for your ears then that is worth a look. I don't know about you but I'm finding it a little bit tricky to fall asleep at night and I have to say what I'm listening to before I go to sleep I'm listening to an audiobook read by Stephen King of his book on writing. Whether you're a writer or just love Stephen King's books or just like the sound of his voice, it's actually a really good listen. Uh, So that's my non-plant recommendation. And I'd love to know from you how you're coping with what's going on right now. Is there any particular houseplant that's bringing you joy, a ritual or a habit that is saving your sanity right now? Let me know and I can share it with other listeners. And this morning when I got up early to start work before my kids woke up, I just took my mobile outside and recorded half an hour of the noises that are happening in my garden around 6am, which is mainly birdsong. And so I'm just going to tack that audio on the end of this episode for you to listen to and relax and take you to another space. So enjoy listening to the birds of my garden and you'll hear from me again on Friday for episode 133. Stay safe, stay home, stay sane with your houseplants. Bye! (laughs)
3: You're <laughs> so